This is the this Web Gem Podcast with Jesse Friedman. It is my special honor to be joined by Bernie Pleskoff today. Bernie is a former pro scout for the Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners. He is a baseball scout and analyst for FanRagSports.com, as well as the co-host of the weekly Short Hops podcast. Bernie, thanks for your time today. We really appreciate it. Jesse, thanks for having me. I appreciate being on with you. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have someone as knowledgeable as yourself on the show. I want to start with uh, Dansby Swanson. He's a guy who really jumped onto the scene last year with the Braves. Everyone uh, was making Derek Jeter comps, uh, it seemed, and this year hasn't really been the same for him. If, in fact, if you look cumulatively over all of his at-bats in uh, at the MLB level so far, he's hitting two forty four. Um, which isn't that impressive. Obviously, he's a really young guy. Do you think that scouts and fans alike were getting a little bit ahead of themselves when they made those Derek Jeter-type comps uh, to Dansby Swanson, or do you think he will develop into that type of a player and it's only a matter of time before that happens? Well, let me, let me be very honest and say that there are very few Derek Jeters, and I do not put Dansby Swanson in that category. So nothing against Dansby Swanson, but to be very honest with you again, when he was drafted, there was no clear cut number one overwhelming can't miss superstar in that draft. He was the best and the Diamondbacks took him. And then for some inexplicable reason, they <laughs> moved him in a in a great package to Atlanta, which is to the detriment now of the Diamondbacks. And uh, that we could, tra- we could talk about that trade forever. But Dansby Swanson is going to be a good baseball player. Here's my take on this. And anybody who listens to me on Short Hop, I preach this probably week in and week out, Jesse. It takes two to three years for any young player to become a good Major League Baseball player. There are some exceptions. Mike Trout is an exception. Bryce Harper is an exception. Most of the time, more so with pitchers than with hitters, it takes an awful long time to adjust from hitting mostly good fastballs and a few breaking balls that you might see once or twice a week to seeing five times a week, seven times a week, starters that have fantastic cutters, sliders, curveballs, you know, it's just night and day. The difference between the minor leagues and the major leagues, Jesse, is the Grand Canyon. And right now, mm-hmm. Dansby Swanson is going to have to make adjustments because good pitchers have adjusted to him. He'll be a good shortstop. He'll be a good hitter, but he's not there yet, and he will not be Derek Jeter. Archie Bradley is a guy for the Diamondbacks who really had very high expectations placed on him as of a few years ago. Some called him the best pitching prospect in all of baseball um, at the time, and and things really haven't worked out for him too well in his career. As a starting pitcher, he's been inconsistent. He's had trouble throwing strikes, but this season with the Diamondbacks, he really seems to have found a niche 
in kind of an Andrew Miller type role, a guy who can give you multiple innings in a high leverage situation. Do you see that as the future for Archie Bradley, or do you think he still has a high ceiling as a Major League Baseball starter? Well, let's go back to what I just said about how long it takes for a pitcher to adjust and for a player to adjust. Archie Bradley, in my estimation, was rushed through the Diamondback system, and I think that was unfair. I don't think he was ready when he was first brought up. He was throwing 95, 96. He had this great arm. Of course you're going to want to take a look at him and say, well, this guy can do it all, and let's put him on the mound as soon as we can because we really need pitching. In his case, I think this role fits him beautifully. He has regained his confidence, and Jesse, that's so important. Mm. More so in a pitcher probably than in a position player. If you're not confident that you can throw strike one, if you're not confident that you can throw fast your fastball for strikes, then you're in trouble, and he lost his confidence. This has given him that swagger. You know, that beard and that swagger out there, (laughs) it's a different Archie Bradley. And I'm going to say that eventually, if this keeps going, Archie Bradley's your closer. And that might happen next year. Would they like to see him in in the rotation? Sure, I'm sure they would. And I'm sure every pitcher wants to be a starter. But if you can have a niche like Andrew Miller now the right-handed Andrew Miller, and then ultimately be a closer, which I think he projects to be if he continues to throw 96, then, man, they've got themselves a guy. But I still see a little bit of a hiccup from the stretch with him. I think he's got to smooth that out a little. And once that happens, I think it's lights out. He's got a great arm. Over the offseason, there was a trade that happened between the Diamondbacks and the Seattle Mariners. And I I think everyone who reported the trade, for the most part, said Gene Segura for Taiwan Walker and some other stuff. Uh, But Mitch Hanniger has proven to be more than just a throw-in into that trade that the Diamondbacks and Mariners made over the offseason. He's bursted onto the scene with an OPS of over 1,000 to start the season. Did you see this coming, Bernie? And how much of Mitch Hanniger's success do you think will last? If you look, if you go back and you read my tweets, and if you listen to to short hops back in March, you will hear me say that Mitch Haniger is an underrated, uh, underrated player. He is under the radar, and all he needs is sustained playing time. Will he hit speed bumps, and will there be hiccups along the way? Yes, but this guy has never had a chance. He, uh, any of these guys that you see wearing a big league uniform can play the game or they're not going to be on a big league roster 99.9 tenths of the time. Most of the time, bench players have never gotten the opportunity, sustained opportunity to play five, six times a week for a month or two. If we see Mitch Haniger for a month or two play five or six times a game, they're going to see a guy that's going to run into walls for them, slide, hit the long ball for doubles, maybe some home runs. Mitch Haniger is a baseball player, and he can play the game very well, and now he's getting a chance. So this was one of three or four guys that I had under the radar, guys like Jordan Montgomery uh, mm. and uh, Mitch Haniger. I, you know, I talked about four or five guys, and I, and I don't do it until the end 
And I'll tell you why. I don't do it to the end of spring training and after my drafts are done, because every time I'm in a fantasy league and I talk about my sleepers, somebody I'm playing against comes in and sweeps them away from me. <laughs> so this year, this year I kept it till the end of uh, end of March after my drafts were done. I went on uh, short hops and we talked about guys like Montgomery and guys like Hanniger. Bernie, if you had to choose one current MLB prospect to start your own franchise with, who would that prospect be? Jesse, I think that's a great question. And a lot of people would would say uh, probably Yon Nankata, and, and that would be a good answer. And I'll tell you, that would be a real good answer. But I've got it down to two. One pitcher and one uh, position player. Hmm. My position player is Glaber Torres, who I think is has terrific baseball instincts. This is a guy who can barrel the ball. This is a guy who can do everything right. And if you want to talk about the next Derek Jeter, he's got an awful lot in him that could be that good. And now, hmm. let's not forget that I was on the D.D. Gregorius bandwagon, and I thought Gregorius would have a fabulous career, and I begged people to be patient, and I compared him to some guys like Omar Vizquel, who couldn't hit when they came up, but and I also compared him to Brandon Crawford. Crawford couldn't hit a lick, really, when he first came up, and now he's a very dangerous hitter. Well, that's what D.D. is becoming, except he's hurt now. Glaber Torres is probably better than that, and he may have to move Didi over to second, or Torres will play second. Ultimately, you're going to see Glaber Torres at second or short, and Didi at second and short. They will be the middle infield, and they will be fabulous. My my pitcher will be uh, Michael Kopech, hmm. who can throw 100, 101, 102, and has breaking balls, and is going to be awesome. He just needs more seasoning, more development. He's got a chip on his shoulder. The guy can really throw, and he thinks he's good. And you know what, Jesse? He is good. The Diamondbacks had some difficult news delivered to them earlier today when it was announced that Shelby Miller was placed on the 10-day disabled list with elbow inflammation and they're facing a bit of a question right now should they bring Archie Bradley who we've talked about earlier in this episode who who used to be a very top uh, pitching prospect for their starting rotation should they bring him back into the rotation or should they go down to their farm system and and try to call somebody up from AAA what's your perspective on this uh, Jesse, before I went on with you, I tweeted that if it were me, I didn't say that, but I, you know, I would bring up Zach Godley. Zach Godley has big league experience. He is now he now has a 2.55 ERA. He's given up 11 hits in 17 and two thirds innings. He's got a 1.13 WHIP. Give him a chance in in the five hole, and keep Bradley in the bullpen. If I'm running the Diamondbacks, and believe me, they are doing a very good job. And, Jesse, I think I said last year on your show, unless I'm mistaken, watch out for the Diamondbacks pitchers that I think they're really going to improve. Mm-hmm. Was that on your show? Yes, think it I was. That, right? Yep. Okay. Well, I, I stand by that. Uh, I really do. I stand by that. I think every one of them has improved tremendously. And I think Zach Godley is going to get better and better. That's where I would, that's where I would go. I'd go to Zach Godley, unless he's hurt, and I don't know it, but I don't think so, with 17 and two-thirds innings, and I would keep Bradley in the pen. 
Bernie, before we let you go, we want to ask you about a really cool opportunity that you announced recently with a trip to Cuba, uh, which I believe you announced would be coming in 2018, and you're looking for people uh, that are interested in joining you for that trip. Can you tell uh, some of our listeners just about this extraordinary opportunity and what kinds of things they could experience if they went along? Jesse, I think this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for some people to give themselves a gift. You know, maybe it's a holiday gift, or, or maybe you finally do something for yourself, and you come with me to Cuba on January 19th through 26, 2018. I will be hosting a trip to Cuba, and we will be staying at two of the greatest hotels in Cuba. One of them is on the beach in Veradero. That's where we will, we will go in there for a day, day and a half. Then we will go to Havana, and we will stay at the iconic National, the Hotel Nacional, mm. where movie stars, baseball stars stayed. We will go to a rum factory, a cigar factory. We will go see where they repair 1950s automobiles right in front of our eyes. We will go to the Tropicana nightclub, which is world famous. And most importantly, we'll see Cuba's oldest baseball stadium, which was built in the 1800s. We will go to another one of their baseball stadiums where Barack Obama watched baseball with um, Castro a couple years ago. Mm. And... Uh, we hope to watch at least one, maybe two baseball games. We will eat in great restaurants and stay in great hotels. It's going to be a fabulous week. I took this trip uh, last January. I have tweaked it as the new host. And if people are interested, and it really is not that expensive, get in touch with me at bpluskoff, P-L-E-S-K-O-F-F, at AOL.com. Or get in touch with me on Twitter, at Bernie Pluskoff. I will send you all the details. And for less than $5,000 in a double room, you can go to Cuba for a week and experience the, the trip of a lifetime. And it's only going to get it more expensive as more and more Americans go there and as Cuba changes. We are going to see the real Cuba with a tour guide who lives in Cuba half the time and in San Francisco the other time. I can't say enough about it, Jesse. And uh, give yourselves a, a gift and come with me to Cuba. Bernie, that sounds like an awesome opportunity, and we really want to say thank you for your time today. You bet. Any time for you, Jesse. Thanks so much. Jesse Friedman back here, the host of the WebGem Podcast. I just wanted to let you know that you can find me on Twitter at at Jesse N. Friedman. Listeners are some of my favorite people, so don't hesitate to reach out. Also, be sure to check out my website at www.thewebgem.net, where you can find all of my latest shows. I'm bringing you interviews and analysis about your favorite team all year long. As always, thanks for listening.